Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. All right, and welcome back to episode 31 of the Almost Agreeable Podcast. We're over the 30 hump now, and we don't see any signs of stopping. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris. With me, as always, is Ed. And we are going to get into week nine of the NFL today. A lot of good games happened this past week, and a lot of surprising things happened this week. Ed and I are kind of going to discuss what's been going on. Uh, in respect to most of the teams, uh, some storylines we kind of want to get into, some players we want to talk about specifically. What a wild week, I think, would you say? It's a big one. It's a big one for a lot of teams, really. A lot of, a lot of things went down. Uh, some surprising, some not surprising, but big games across the board, pretty much. Right? Yeah, I think uh, we kind of alluded to it last week because, you know, we're past the halfway point of the NFL season now. And I feel like it's finally kind of settling in. Like the first few weeks, you know, no preseason, COVID, no no off-season programs, things like that. That's That rust is kind of shaken off. Uh, every team is dealing with injuries right now. That's where we're at in the season. And we're kind of getting a feel now, like for real, for real, we alluded to it last week, of who who is, you know, we did our tiers, who is good and who's okay and who's bad. And I don't want to get into another fight about tiers uh, with you. <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. But a lot of things... Uh, there's a couple of things that were unexpected to me. I, I don't want to jump too far into the week, but I feel like we are going to jump around a little bit. Where do you Where do you want to start? Well, I mean, let's start out first, not even talking about a specific game, but the NFL just approved, like owners just approved an expanded playoff scenario. If they have to cancel the season. If they have to cancel some games, they right. didn't. They didn't say how many games would actually activate this eight team per conference playoff situation, but now that is completely new. Half the teams in each conference would go to the playoffs. So who would that be right now? Like, we'll say AFC. In the AFC, we have our division leaders, right? Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Tennessee. Yeah. And then that would leave... We have... That's four. You'd have, like, Baltimore, We have Baltimore, Vegas. Vegas makes the cut. Vegas makes the cut. Uh, Baltimore is actually number nine. So we have Baltimore. Shut the fuck up. Baltimore, Vegas, Miami, and the Browns. That's right. Well, and then we would be seated higher than the Browns, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I read that in order. Okay, yeah, we yeah, had a tiebreaker. That was six through or five, five through eight. And because right now, if it, if it stood, it'd just be seven teams. That's the new thing, right? They're adding a wild card team. Yeah. So that's just that's just in addendum onto that i guess if we miss more games this year they'll straight up add another seed wow. to the playoffs wow i like that i i I'm, i can get on board i can understand that especially because you're not going to have enough games because a lot of the games at the end of the season are like divisional games or big games i think in like week 17 or 16 buffalo plays miami yeah um so i i mean it's it's definitely big and it's it's different than it's so much different than basketball and baseball. I mean, in kind of the same concept, like football previously used to have the lowest amount of teams go to the playoffs, and basketball and baseball had higher number of teams go to the playoffs, 
And absolutely, you could have a losing record going make in, the playoffs. and going into the playoffs. Right. Well, it, we know the Seahawks did that once, so... Yeah, the Panthers also did it once, and it's... But if you go back and look at all the seven seeds from the last, like, ten years or so, most of them still have winning or eight and eight records. Right. Most of them do. Very, 500 or better. Yep. Very low amount of teams actually have losing records that would make the playoffs. So really this just kind of equates it to those other big sports leagues. Do you think that we're going to have a team this season that's going to have a losing record in the playoffs, not counting the NFC East? I was like, yeah, this this year is uh, because of the NFC East. That's an easy yes. Yeah, that's, that's an easy. I, yes. As I was asking it, I was like, "Oh fuck, I have to, I have to exclude them." I don't think so. There's a lot of good divisions out there. Well, yeah, that's what, so. Let's go to the okay. The so NFC. five through eight for the NFC is Tampa Bay, Arizona, Rams, and Bears. Oh, All winning records still. The Bears. All winning records. What they're on a slide? What they lost like three straight. They just don't look good. They, I, I guess. I, I think it's time to start putting some blame on Matt Nagy, man, uh, when it comes to the Bears. Like, you know, it's always been Trubisky, Trubisky, Trubisky. You got Foles in there. Okay, well, yeah, he throws interceptions. Like, he, he turns the ball over. But, like, let me talk about Matt Nagy a little bit. I think it's it's his turn to get some of this some of this blame for their, their skid here. I mean, okay, so they lost to the Colts, which has a stellar defense. Yes. And they lost to the Rams. Uh, can't explain that one. No. <laughs> So like so they lost they lost to the Colts and then they beat the Bucks and the Panthers. So no 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 the Bears didn't beat the Bucks. Oh, excuse- Nick Foles beat. the Oh Bucks. okay excuse me. Nick That's Foles right. beat Tom Brady. That's right. That doesn't count either. <laughs> it's just it's it it is written that it must happen. Yeah. So but then they go on a skid and they lose to the Rams, Saints, and Titans. All playoff teams. Yeah. All playoff teams. So it's. Those games could go either way. If you're a great team, you'll win those games. If you're an okay team, you should should split them. They lost all three, so that they're going of that lower tier of good. Right. Well, god damn it, your <laughs> fucking tears. Middle of the pack for me. Um, another team that was in a skid but kind of righted the ship was Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, they uh, they really needed to. They they came back and delivered. I mean, they're they're top of the division, still battling with Indianapolis. Indianapolis definitely on their heels. Yeah. Well, I mean, they took a tough loss. I, I kind of want to talk about. Well, I don't want to jump from the Titans yet, but I want to get into the Indianapolis game here in a little bit. But Tennessee, to me, I think we were so high on them at the end of last season, right? Uh, getting as far as they did, no one saw it coming. I guess my tune has changed a little bit on Ryan Tannehill as far as like him being a really good quarterback. I think he is. They have a great run game. Um, I just kind of see... I don't get the same feeling that I got from them last year, though. In what way? In, like, towards the end of the season, it was like, okay, these guys are going to be a real threat. Uh, they seemed, you know, hard and tough and had an edge. And this season, I just don't think they can beat teams like the Steelers or the Chiefs in the playoffs. Okay. Like last year, it was like when they beat the, you know, the Patriots, in that uh, wild card round, it was like okay, they could beat anybody, and they went and beat Baltimore in Baltimore, and then you know they they played the Chiefs. When you run into the Chiefs, it's typically kind of hard to come out of there with a victory, um, but 
I just don't have... I don't feel like they have that same edge. Last year, they were underdogs. This year, they came up with expectations. And yes, I think they're, what, they're 5-2? 6-2. and 6-2. Two. Six and two. Six and two. So, I mean, that's that's a hell of a, a record. That's great. That indicates a great team. They are leading the division. But this year is tough, especially when you have a division rival that is 5-3 and three and boasts one of the, a top-five defense in the NFL. And then not to mention the rest of the AFC. The Steelers are undefeated. Pat Mahomes, I mean, the Chiefs haven't looked as good as they did the last season, but I, I would attribute that to, like, they're bored. The Chiefs look bored, and they're just waiting for the playoffs. The AFC, definitely, I'm, I'm switching up what I said earlier in the year, where the AFC had these clear-cut teams, like, these are the best teams, and that's it. And then the NFC was just a lot of, like, really good teams, like, solid teams, like, I don't know who's going to come out on top because most, I mean, you could be the top six teams are so good. Now I'm, I'm switching that notion. It's wild. I'm switching that notion completely because now the AFC has, I mean, all the division leaders, well, number one, have winning records. Yeah. This isn't this. <laughs> but, I mean, some of your wild card teams coming in, I mean, you have Miami as a huge dark horse. I want to talk about Miami uh, in depth a little bit later, but go ahead. You have Miami as a huge dark horse. You have the Raiders sitting there looming. And Baltimore. Baltimore going in, it looks like it. So Indianapolis. Far, be, be, Cleveland. Because Baltimore can't take care, or Lamar can't take our business with the Steelers, looks like the Steelers... Uh, are going to win that division. And so you have Baltimore coming in as a wild card team. Well, have we looked, like, what does the Steelers' schedule look like from here on now? <laughs> well, the next game they play is against the Bengals. So that is, I think that's a game where it's divisional game, and yeah, Joe Burrow is doing well. But it's a divisional game, and they're the, so they're just going to take care of that. But I think the next game, the Jags, that is a classic, classic definition of a trap game i don't know they just got out of a trap game like they fell into a trap against the cowboys and then were able to get out of the trap that was the trap game but but this is a thing with pittsburgh this isn't new to anybody is that they played out of their opponents so the problem fucking is like do they do that again to a team like cincinnati or jacksonville like are they gonna do that again i I think it happens with jacksonville i think if dak was there for the cowboys that's that's a win that's a win. 100%. That's what I believe. If Dak was there, they win that game. But he's not. You play the games with the people that you have. They didn't win. But the Steelers, I mean, their their schedule for the rest of the year, they have a they have a couple tough games. They have a couple tough games because divisional games are always, you know, you never know what's going to happen. They still play the Bengals twice. Okay. And then they still have the Browns and the Ravens. But then they also have the Bills. Oh, but that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a big game. I mean, for it, it depends if when what week is that? Fourteen. Week fourteen. Week fourteen. So it's it doesn't quite no. determine everything. But hold on, I'm because I missed this one. Uh, week sixteen, they play the Colts. Oh, they played the AFC South this year. So. We'll see. I mean, well, I guess the, the the first part of their schedule, looking at it, pretty cake. Cake. Yeah. But I mean, you, you you can't control that. You play you play who you play. You play your schedule. And I think it's unfair. A lot of people like I've seen a lot of memes on on uh, social media. There's like this is who the Steelers have beaten. It's like look, 
anybody can win any given Sunday. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're not feeling, you know, everything that day. Maybe you're tired. Maybe this team better matches up against you. There are variables at play that it's like, okay, yeah, they're 14-point favorites, but, like, this is the NFL. This isn't college. This isn't arena football. This isn't basketball. This is the NFL where anything can fucking happen. We have weeks where the Raiders have beaten the Chiefs. The Saints shut out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the first half, 31-0 the other night. Okay, anything could happen. So people just sell Pittsburgh short and say they've only beat the Broncos, the Texans, and these guys. It's like, shut up. They come out on Sunday and they win games. I'm going to be that guy, though. I know you are. I mean, okay, look, they, they play the NFC East this year. That's a four free wins right there. That's four free wins. You don't know that. But you The do. Giants just almost beat the Buccaneers. Yeah, but almost. Almost. Then you could... The Dallas Cowboys almost beat the Steelers. Yeah, almost. 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 <laughs> I can't say I can give any team guaranteed wins. I mean, last night, the Patriots were... 10-point favorites, and they barely escape with their lives against the, the winless Jets. The winless Jets. But it's not that big of a it's not that big of a difference, though. I mean, the Jets have zero wins. Ten points is two scores. Uh, no, I, no, I mean the difference between the Jets and the Patriots. Two wins. That's the difference. That's it. Not that much of a difference. And I'm not even going that... off the records right now. I'm talking spread. <laughs> I, okay, I, I get it. I get it. But if we're looking at the scope of the season... The Jets win that, they're a game behind the Patriots. When is the last time that's been true? Besides, I, like, week one or two. I need you to, right now, stop changing the subject because <laughs> you... I get the point you're trying to make. That hasn't happened probably in my life. Well, maybe, like, the Rex Ryan days. I mean, yeah, when they had the, you know, Mark the butt, Sanchez... Butt fumble man. ...going to AFC Championship game twice. Yeah. But then butt-fumbled his life away. No, I, I'm going back to what the point I was making is that I, I'll give the Steelers credit. And you know me. I hate the Steelers. <laughs> I fucking want to wipe my ass with that terrible towel. All right, fuck them. But I'm giving them credit because I can be objective sometimes. Yeah, that's overrated, though. Okay. I but, I mean, we we have some, like, going back to the concept I was talking about, the, the AFC now has all of these teams that a decent amount of them are looking pretty good. Like, I'd say five teams are salt. Like, the four division leaders... And Baltimore are all tough teams. Who's who's sus? For the division leaders? No, uh, I think the division leaders... Well, to me, that's the Titans are sus. But uh, let's leave the the, uh, fucking division leaders out. And those wildcard hopefuls there, those in-the-hunt guys, the wildcard teams. Who's sus in that group? Mm, I mean, okay, so if we're talking five through eight, Baltimore is fine. They're going to the playoffs. The rest of the teams are all five and three. And they're all... Pretty, I they're right there in the same. I couldn't pick one out and be like, okay, this one is better than this one, or this one is worse than this one. Looking at it for me, they're they're all kind of similar, and their records indicate that. I mean, they're they're all five and three. They've all had some tough games that you didn't think they were gonna win, like oh like oh like literally writing them off, like that's a loss. And then they've had some games where they've stumbled, but you know they're a game above five hundred or two games above five hundred, but. I can't really pick out a single one for the for the AFC. Who do we got? We got Vegas, Cleveland, Miami, Miami. Yeah, yeah. You know what? No one's Raiders are kind of sus. <laughs> <laughs> Raiders are kind of sus. I don't. You know what's sus about the Raiders is their fucking defense, man. 
I mean, I know you hail from, you know, 12th man over here. Seattle's got a terrible defense, too. But we can relate on that, okay? Because I sit through games, through Raider games, and I'm like, fuck, is this how Seahawks fans feel this year? Because if it's true, like, let's go get drunk. Let's go <laughs> fucking drown our sorrows. This is terrible. You have to rely on Russ, and it's become a problem finally. Like, it, it's become a problem to me that Russ has to carry the team every week. It's become apparent that, like, it's not fair. And you see the result of him pushing so hard is he's had how many turnovers in the last three games? Eight, seven? Well, yeah, let's I, let's jump into, I guess not the... Well, yeah, let's jump into Seattle-Buffalo game. Yeah. You know, that, that was a 10 a.m. game. Um, yeah, because, what, the game before they beat the 49ers, I don't think he had any turnovers in that game but he had three picks against the cardinals two weeks ago right so he's had seven turnovers in the last three games right and there is what at least one game a year one game a year and i don't think did i say this about the cardinals where everything goes wrong did i say that probably a few weeks ago i mean because i don't because that not everything went wrong Okay. So you're so you're saying that the game you still have to play against them is when everything's gonna go wrong? No, 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 no. They when they played the Cardinals a couple weeks ago, they just let them hang around. That was just I mean, it's just the defense is just bad. It's just they, they didn't uh let it happen. Or they, they couldn't contain, they couldn't actually make any stops. They can't stop anybody anyway. So the this is the game there's at least one a year for the Seahawks where literally everything goes wrong. Every single thing goes wrong. They jumped out Bills jumped out to an easy 14-point lead in, like, six minutes. Yep. Immediately, they scored twice. They're at up 14-0. And then from there, everything just goes downhill. You're trying to come back, so you're having Russ throw, like, 50 times. Uh, he has two picks, two lost fumbles. That's only going to work if you're Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah. So, this, this is the game where literally everything goes wrong. And, I mean, I called... I, Almost called it. I was like, after the bye, Seattle could lose three straight games. Cardinals, 49ers, Bills. They're one and two in those. Yeah. So, I mean, this is definitely their downfall. And this is eerily similar to what happened last year individually with Russ. He started out the season best he ever was. Completely, like, in the race for MVP. And then... So, it's a little bit different last year because Lamar set a fucking record for rushing yards for a quarterback, which is nuts. So he could have been battling if he maintained the stats that he was doing. Right, they would have been battling. On, on pace. So he fell off completely. This year, it's his MVP is his to lose, and that's what he's doing. And, and it goes back to what I said. is It's the defense's fault because that defense, I don't know if you've seen this, that defense is on pace not only to break the... Uh, yards allowed in a season but shatter it by a thousand yards they're historically abysmal yes abysmal it is bad it's not the legion of boom anymore it's the legion of room there's a lot of room there's a lot of room for receivers to just do whatever the fuck they want because the bills abandoned the run game they didn't watch they were like nah watching that game i was like okay Okay, and you, you could sense, I mean, of course, like, I was watching them, I was like, they keep passing, they keep passing, but it was, even if you didn't, like, know Seattle's defense, pass defense was bad, as a casual fan, you could watch it and be like, they're not really running the ball, and it looked kind of awkward, because every play was a passing play. It was just strange to see. 
I don't even know how many times they ran the ball. How many times did Josh Allen throw it? So Josh Allen threw it. He threw it 38 times. Russ threw it 41 times. So I was mixing That's those up. That's what happens out. when you, you try to play from behind like that. Um, but, I mean, they rushed it only 19 times. Seattle actually rushed less than that. <laughs> they, they rushed. Well, it's because they're on their fourth string back. Dude. Yeah, well, they're on their fourth string back, and then you're down 14 immediately. It's not really the time to commit to the run. No. <laughs> All right, I don't want to spend too much time uh, on on one game, but I do. It's, it's just basically to sum it up. This is the downfall of if if they can't right the ship, Russ loses out on MVP, another MVP. Another MVP, and maybe they get a six seed, five or a six seed. Ugh. But, Whoever but, takes him in the division, Arizona. They just lost to Miami. Miami's keeping you afloat, buddy. There's a bunch of memes about that. Yeah. Uh. So. It's, it's, they've, they've got to right the ship. So the next game we play is against the Rams for the division, actually. Yes. If they win, they're 6-3. We'll both be 6-3, and three, but they'll have the tiebreaker over. Okay. So, yes, it's like a must-win for you guys almost. Yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about Miami. Because Miami, we, we I think, at the beginning of the season, had all agreed. Uh, we had Tony on at that time. We talked about the culture Brian Flores is kind of cultivating there. The attitude around the building seems to be that they think the sky's the limit for this young core they have, uh, especially with Tua coming on, all the draft picks they've had and acquired through various trades. And they have a, we thought they were a bright future, but it kind of seems like the future is fucking now. It's it's a little strange. I mean, it's I I did not like the benching of Fitzpatrick. I didn't either. I think I go. I think I went on record uh, a few episodes ago saying that the week before they two made his debut. And in that game, if we want to just real quick to kind of, you know, set up the stage here, is that Tua starts that game against the Rams, and the Miami defense fucking kills it. Tua doesn't have to do shit except manage the ball, like not turn it over. They didn't ask him to do anything, that he, you know, was out of his wheelhouse. And then you come into this matchup against a great quarterback in Kyler Murray, an, a sus defense, but nevertheless a great offensive machine in the Arizona Cardinals, right? And they asked them to do everything. They were like, throw the ball deep, throw the ball to the sidelines, scramble a little bit, make your own plays on the run, do this. And he was doing it. I don't think anybody saw that Tua could do this second game ever, no preseason. Well, and not only did they win, but they came back from being down. I mean, yeah, they were only down by a, a touchdown, but they came back and shows that he, he has the the goal to be able to lead a team to a victory. Right, mentally mentally tough. It's it's not like he's just, okay, don't lose the game. He actually went out there and actually won them the game. Yeah. He threw he threw the touchdown to tie it and then he got them down the field for that field goal for the win. And it sucks for me cuz like I hate it. I, I I hate it because now they're fucking up like you know, my wild card chances here as a Raider fan. <laughs> but as a football fan, it's exciting to see that this experiment is kind of paying off. Brian Flores, uh, I, I think we've always given him a lot of credit on this show. I think pundits have in the past, but a lot more of them now are starting to chime in and say, wow, this is real. That defense is fucking incredible. And then you have a quarterback now who, let's face it, is a good decision to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick because you want to give this guy experience. And if he's going to play like this, like, then you really look like a genius now if yeah. you're Brian Flores. They're in playoff contention. They're the sixth seed. 
Yeah, if, if the playoffs started today, I think they're six. They'd be seven. Six or seven? Vegas is six. You know the Raiders uh, play the Dolphins this year. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's funny. Uh, number one, the thing I... Just a little thing that I love to see is just seeing a lefty. Just seeing a lefty be out there and... Because, I mean, I can't think of the last one who was besides Vic. I, none come to my mind right away. Um, so, it's it's just... I, I like seeing that. That's always really awesome to see. And then, you know, because I'm a homer, just going back like, yeah, Seattle beat the Dolphins and it was you know, closer than everybody's like, oh, what, you almost lost to the Dolphins, you let the Dolphins hang around? But they beat the rest of the NFC West. They beat the Rams, Cardinals, they beat the the Rams, 49ers, and now Cardinals. So Dolphins are no joke, and, I mean, Brian Flores looks like a genius for putting into it. It's working, they make it to the playoffs when he's a rookie, you only go up from there. It, and really is, like, if you can even sniff the playoffs this season. This is a successful season for Miami. I mean, I, I am not from fucking Florida or follow the Dolphins at all, but to me, as an objective NFL fan, did not have them making the playoffs in my fucking field of view at all this year. Did we have them last? In the division? We might have. I think we did. I think we said, you know, in a consensus, it was like either, you know, Bills or Patriots. Jets and then Miami because yeah. no one thought the Jets were going to be this bad. Nobody, I, I mean, I thought it was another like, yeah, Sam Darnold had mono last year and just you know he missed a couple games and there were big games that they could have and maybe would have won if he was there. So like him coming back, okay, I think it's like year three or four for him. So like, okay, cool, he's getting into a rhythm, he's getting into a groove. But now they're zero and nine. The Jets can go zero and sixteen. Do you want to hear the rest of their fucking games? Okay, next week. At Chargers. Okay. Herbert's. Herbert's Herbert's due for a win. Herbert. We'll we'll, we'll get to Herbert. Okay. At Chargers. And then the Dolphins come to town. And then the Raiders come to town. Then they go to Seattle. That could be a win. Shut up. Flacco is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Donald might be back before then. And Seattle just is the legion of room. Can I finish this? Yeah, I guess. They go to L.A. to play the Rams. Okay. So they get to play in SoFi twice this year. Okay. Then the Browns. And then they finish the season against the Patriots. So maybe they're 1-16. Maybe they're 2-15. Two two, uh, maybe they're 2-14. But there's a really very real possibility that they do not win a game this season. And that would match them with the Lions and the Browns? This is the only other teams to do it? I think it is just the Lions and the Browns. Lions did it first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Detroit. Oh, Bob. yikes. Um, I, I mean, Trevor. If I was Trevor Lawrence, I'd be real fucking worried. I'd be really figuring out if I'm gonna finish my major, my degree. Man, that would suck. I mean, that would suck for Darnold. That would suck for Trevor Lawrence. The Jets just suck. Bad. It's bad. It's like they don't come out prepared every week. Like the other New York team, at least they're like in games. You want to know a fun stat? I maybe. Daniel Jones has five wins as a starter. They're all against the Redskins. Four of them are. Okay, the other one's against. I don't know who the other one is against, but four of his five wins as an NFL starter are against the Washington Football Team. That's awesome. All right, you were talking about Herbert a second ago. I want to tell you a stat. Okay. Okay. The Chargers have lost seventy-two games by one possession since two thousand and six. That's fantastic. 72 games. What is that, like five seasons? At 
Is it something like that? What is it? Four, four seasons at least? Four seasons. Four and a half. Yikes. That's four and a half seasons worth of, of one-score uh, one games. It's like, uh, I want to say, you know, we made a joke about Philip Rivers being the anti-Russell Wilson in, in the regard that he loses close games instead of winning them. And I thought that would have went with him to Indianapolis. But it looks like he kind of left it with it, the Chargers. Yeah, it, it's he. I guess it's kind of like, it's it's not uh, Philip Rivers is the anti-Russell Wilson. It's the Chargers are... The anti-Seahawks. Anti-winning, basically. <laughs> like, it's they've been doing this for six years before Russ was there. <laughs> if I wasn't a Raiders fan, this would be fucking sad. Okay, because... In, in a way, this reminds me of the fucking Falcons, because they just find a new way to lose every week. This week, I heard a lot of people say, like, that they don't agree with the review. Did you see the review? The catch that wasn't a catch? I did not. I did. Okay. I, did you? Yeah, I think it was a catch. I, what? It hit the ground, man. He had it, man. It, get out of my house. <laughs> Regardless, I thought for sure they were going to call it a touchdown anyways, being a Raider fan. Just just because. Like, yeah. Uh, we saw the ball hit the ground, and my wife and her sister were here, and they were like, oh, yeah, he dropped it. I was like, it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he dropped it all right, but you just wait. You just, he's just going to come out and be like, the ruling on the field stands. But that was why. And that, that's just, like I said, if I was a Raiders fan, this would be fucking sad. But I'm, I'm relishing it. I enjoy it. But Herbert is in the running, in my mind, for also Rookie of the Year, along with Joe Burrow, those two right now. And then depending on what Tua does, he's not going to play half the season, so like I don't know if you can throw him in the conversation. It's kind of like... What, he's only had like three games now? Yeah. So No, two. Two games. Two games and like four plays and the one before that. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, I, I don't know that you can throw him in. It'd be like in the NBA, like Zion came in late after an injury... And, and Jaw still got it. Yeah. So I still think it's between Herbert and Burrow. But Herbert, man, what surprises me most about him is his composure late in games. Like, the game they lost against Denver, the defense lost him that one at the end. This one, he threw, you know, two fades at the back of the end zone. One of them almost was a catch for the game to win it. And he just seems composed in the fourth quarter, which you don't expect out of a rookie quarterback. Yeah, I mean... Both Cincinnati and the Chargers are they're two win teams. Two five and one and two and six. So they're both two win teams. They're putting it together. Not the most successful rookie endeavors, but they're in tougher divisions. For sure. Oh like, yeah. I like mean the the AFC East kinda allowed, you know, Brady leaving kinda allowed Tua to be that second best quarterback in the yeah, division. Yeah, became a power vacuum in there, and no one's really have a... I mean, Josh Allen might have a, a hold on it, but not a firm grip. It's we'll, we'll see. The Bills are a stellar team. They're looking pretty good, but we'll see. But, I mean, looking at the division that the Chargers and the Bengals are in, it's it's tough, especially for Burrow. Especially for Burrow. Yeah, you because that's Big a, Ben twice. Well, that's a defensive... That's a tough division. That's a real physical, the most physical division, I would say. I can I can hop on that. I've always thought that like when I when I think about that division of you know, the teams of Baltimore in the past and Pittsburgh, I think about physical fucking defenses. The thing of defense, that's it. Like yep. yeah, they have great quarterbacks. They have had solid quarterbacks. I would say besides Big Ben, they've had solid quarterbacks because he's great. They've had solid quarterbacks in the past, but that's what you think of when you think of that division. 
defense, 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 turnovers, points off turnovers. Like, yeah, big hits. Yep. I mean, nicknames kind of Palomalu comes to mind, Ed Reed comes to mind, Ray Lewis comes to mind, James Harrison comes to mind, like Ryan Shazier, like these big names, they're all defense they're all defensive players. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, Burrow plays in a rough division, and then, you know, Herbert's got to come into a division with Pat Mahomes in it. And good luck. Yeah, Godspeed. I mean, he's he's going to be there for the next decade, at least. Yeah, yeah, fuck. Why, football gods, why? Anything else you wanted to say about Herbert? No, just that uh, he is doing what he can. He's doing what he can. He's he's trying to ball out to the best of his ability. Uh, but you're a rookie. You know, you got to learn. You'll get better game sense. You'll get better at going through your progressions, going through your reads. And it seems like he's doing that. He's improving. He's doing the best he can. Got to walk before you crawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're Joe Burrow. But I guess I want to definitely touch on what happened Sunday night. I had the unfortunate circumstance of, uh, you know, not having any kind of service at the house all day, but I managed to still get uh, it on my phone. And looking at that, I was just like, what is happening? So let me ask you, what happened? <laughs> I, I don't know. They, the first five <laughs> possessions for the Buccaneers, they went three and out. <laughs> They didn't try to establish anything. Like, you know, football teams come out with a game plan and they try to execute it. With certain teams, they're going to establish their run game early. Other teams are going to go for the shot down the field just to kind of, you know, uh, trick you and start off strong. I don't know what the fuck the Buccaneers were doing. You look at the score at halftime and you can't believe that Tom Brady's been shut out. He has what? three losses this season now two of them are against the saints yeah that's a big that's huge it's a division rival like swept by your division swept rival by a division rival that is big he looked all of 45 years old last night or sunday night three picks at i mean he threw almost 40 times barely had over 200 yards barely I, he, he's just dumping stuff off i mean he he had 22 completions so almost 10 yards of completion but what happened? You have all of these weapons. Right. The Saints don't have the defense they had in the early 2010s. Right. They don't have this they don't have <laughs> bounty, bounty gate. gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't have bounty gate. So it's not this group of guys that is just attacking you. Their front four are still really good. Right. Their front four are solid, and they were getting to him. I mean, it showed. They were pressuring Brady, and that's how you win. And that's the MO on Brady his whole career. You make him uncomfortable, because that's what he's had Basically, his entire career, he gets to have a picnic in the pocket. Yeah. He gets to chill, have some lunch. Oh, I got to dip this carrot in some ranch real quick. And then, oh, I'm going to throw this ball now. You know, to me, the weapons he has on that squad, I've said this for a while, knowing that Antonio Brown was coming, is that, like, it's too much. It's too much to spread the ball around. But it's inexcusable that you cannot put up a touchdown with Gronk. Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette. The best quarterback of all time. Three picks, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. I don't know what else to say. I, I guess everyone has a dud in the season. Hopefully, like, that's all this was. Hopefully, for them, this was the only time they're going to do some shit like that. Because, my God. 
what an inopportune time to do that as well. Because now, Saints are probably going to take the division if they stay on this hot streak. Do the Saints can the Saints build off this now and, and regain that Saint mystique that we've become accustomed to? I I think, I mean, the games that they lost earlier in the year, they they lost to the Raiders, mm-hmm. which was a big one that put them at one and one on the season. So they they had to continue, and then they were one and two. They lost to the Packers right after that. So that they that put him in a hole, and now they won five straight. So great for them, and the rest of their games, not cake, but kind of cake, except for divisional games and the Chiefs. They play the Chiefs, so that's a big one. I uh, that that is going to be a well. If the solid Chiefs feel like one. they played against fucking Carolina, then you know they can they can say I can count that as an L. They like I said, they look bored. The Chiefs look bored. I was gonna say that that they they kind of were just like, all right, we're just gonna like do whatever. But oh yeah, but then we're just gonna go win because like it's like what they did against the Chargers. Yeah, it's like oh shit, we'll just we'll just win. I think I'm gonna win now. Yeah, it's unfair, but also like you teams are supposed to get better as the season goes on. Like by the time the playoffs roll around, you want to be at your peak of how your team is performing. And so if you have games like this, I like, compare it to the NBA a lot, like. If you go to the playoffs with these games that are close like that and then think you can flip on a switch, that's not how this works. That's not how sports team sports work. Maybe you can turn it on Pat Mahomes, but what about uh, Tyron Matthew or Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill? Like, are those guys going to be able to turn it on with you? Maybe. Maybe for one game. Maybe for two. But through the whole playoffs? I mean, okay. Okay. Any other time in history that would be accurate any other time in history that would be accurate except for what the chiefs did last year through the playoffs so the answer i guess yeah they can turn it on at any moment they they probably can (laughs) i'm just trying to play devil's advocate because in reality like that's how sports should be that's why i say it's fucking unfair it's fucking unfair it's i mean you you see the two times that the giants won the super bowl um, against the Patriots. They were wildcard teams. They were wildcard teams, and they were on a hot streak. Right. That That's what you see. They, they were on a hot streak, and that's what you want going into playoffs. Look at the Titans I mean, last year. In any sport, naturally, you want you want to be hot. But, I mean, it's with football, winner take all. There's, there's one game. That's right. it. And anything could happen. Anything. Like, as good as the Chiefs are, like, that still was a close game in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. It was the 49ers game to lose, and they did. And they did. Goes back to what I was talking about with Jimmy G, not so, being the guy. But I mean, continuing on with the Bucks schedules, schedule. They have a relatively could be hard schedule left. So they play the Panthers, the Falcons, the Rams, Chiefs, and Vikings. And the Lions. <laughs> but, I mean, so you have a couple divisional games left. Like, you're, you're what, 2-1 and one in the division? Do they... No, you're 1-2 and two in the division because you lost to... The Saints twice. Yeah, you lost to the Saints twice, and they have two games with the Falcons week 15 and 17. That's right. So they, they're 1-2 and two in the division. They still have three divisional games left, and then Chiefs and Vikings. The Vikings, I can see winning that game. I don't know why I have a hard-on for the Vikings this year, but I do. You really do. I just do. It's I, almost, I mean, it's not quite annoying, but it's, it's unexplainable. like, it's like, a, it's like you get like a piece of sand, a grain of sand, like in your shoe, and you can't get it out, 
because like you have your high tops on and they're not convenient to take off. So you just live with it. That's what your faith in the Vikings is like this year. I don't know why. I, it's just there and I can't, it's not, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to shake it. It's just, that's just how I'm feeling. And I'm like, dude, the Vikings, go, I think go for it. The Bucks will finish 10 and six. Yeah, they're going to split the rest of their games. Yeah, 10 and six. <clears throat> Those division games are going to be tough. The, the Falcons are starting to look like the Falcons again. Any, any, any other games that you're wanting to talk about? Any other like kind of storylines or anything really stand out to you? Not particularly. I mean, uh, I would like to, like I said, the Falcons, they get a, they get a win against the lowly Broncos, but they, they're starting to look like a team again. I want to talk about that pick that Marcus Peters had off of uh, Phillip Rivers that I don't think should have counted. What about it? I don't think it's an interception. Oh, okay. That's it. <laughs> Did you see Phillip Rivers' a pathetic tackle attempt on the yeah, play? Yeah, he... he... I, I can't even say, like, oh, he tried. He didn't. No. He didn't. He just fell. He just he just fell. If that's what you want to talk about, that's fantastic. Because Philip Rivers, he just... <laughs> he just laid down. <laughs> you want to have a Philip Rivers bashing session? Because I'm in. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We can leave that. Um, in his defense, which never happens. I don't think that was a pick. But also, fuck him. I'm glad he fucking was a meme after that. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, now we've come to everybody's favorite segment. We have Hot Route. Hot Route. All right, so let me start with this. What was more surprising? The Dolphins winning or the Jets almost winning? The Dolphins winning. That was more surprising? It was to me. Uh, that uh, it goes back to what I've been saying. I think pretty much this entire episode that I've been talking, anything can happen any given Sunday. Okay, so if you're going to tell me in a divisional game against a two and five Patriot team, the Jets can't make it interesting, I'm going to say I don't think. I think they can make it interesting. Are they going to win? Probably not. But it's not going to be a blowout. Division games are different beasts. We know this. As for Miami beating Arizona, it's like. Arizona has a sus defense, but Kyler Murray is dynamite. They are fresh off of some big wins in their last few weeks. They can go ahead and put their name in there to say, hey, we're going to take this. We can take this division from Seattle, and we can start you know, today by beating Miami with this rookie quarterback who this is his second full game. And then Tua comes out and surprises everybody and puts on a performance and wins them the game. So, yeah, that's more surprising to me. Are you a different animal and the same beast? What the f*** does that mean, Kobe Bryant? You're welcome. All right, fantastic. I, I do like that. Uh, both of them were surprising to me because the Cardinals are on that hot streak that we always talk about. And the Jets were, I mean, they were leading that game. Like, they, yeah. They lost it in the final, well, I mean, the, in the half. The right. second half, they had it for the like... The Patriots came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so both of them were very surprising, and it, it kind of leads into my second hot route. Give me three teams from each conference that need to right the ship. They need to get back on track. This is hard to speak objectively because a lot of teams I don't want to get back on track so the Raiders can make the playoffs. But let me <laughs> let me think here for a second so I can be objective. I think the Browns need to right the ship from the AFC. 
Um, sticking with that conference, I think that the Ravens, so we're sticking even in that division, I think the Ravens, for all their bluster and their 6-2 and two record, they just don't look sharp like they have, uh, like they did last season. I think that Lamar really needs to start being more than just an athletic guy. Because to me, that's what he is. And he's an accountable guy, a humble guy, an MVP, but I think he needs to do more offensively. So Cleveland, Baltimore, and the fucking Raiders defense needs to turn it around. <laughs> if the Raiders want any shot at making the playoffs, that defense has to do something. Their offense has not been a problem all season. It really hasn't. Derek Carr, obviously one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL, is having one of his best seasons, and I say that every year. He just puts up better numbers every year. Yeah. So the Raiders' defense needs to turn around. So as far as the NFC goes, Seattle needs to turn it around. <laughs> I was like, you're, you're leading right into this. Talking about Raiders' defense, there's one other team. Seattle needs to turn it around. Uh, they need to, like, they have weapons on offense and they have Russ, but, like, it's all Russ right now. So the defense, like the Raiders, needs to turn it around because unlike the Raiders who are just trying to make the playoffs, if the Seahawks want to win a Super Bowl, that defense needs to fucking straighten out. You know who I blame for this defense? Pete Carroll? The Raiders. Oh, because we gave you Ken Norton? Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Didn't get much better, though, when he left. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks is definitely the biggest team in the league uh, that needs to definitely right the ship. The Bears need to right the ship. Yeah. Bears need to, I mean, they play in a division with Aaron Rodgers, but, like, they're second place in that division. But, I mean, if they keep sliding like this, the Vikings can easily overtake them in that division. So the Bears need to uh, to right the ship, and that leaves the Rams. But I just don't think the Rams are a great team anyways. I just, if we're talking about playoff scenarios here, the Rams, they got to win out in their division straight up. And that's almost an impossible task for any team. That's yeah, for any team to win out in your division, that that is one of the hardest things to do is go six and zero in your division. Yeah. So yeah, those are six teams. That's sorry, that took me a minute because, I mean, we're so late in the season where every fucking game counts now, and I had to kind of I had to think about who's who's in there, who's in the running, who they're playing, yeah. who the division is. All right, and for the final hot route, I guess this could have been better uh, posed, you know, last week halfway through the season, but it, I mean, it's kind of better even after this week because of the exciting games that we had. Who, objectively, would you think would be the most exciting matchup in the Super Bowl? Exciting, or what would you, or I guess exciting, and who would you like to see? I would like to see Drew Brees in the Super Bowl. I like that. I like that. Now, I don't know if there's anyone more exciting in the NFL than Patrick Mahomes. Kyler Murray comes close okay. as far as excitement goes. But maybe like a, a final send-off for Drew Brees to get to the Super Bowl and, and, and beat Patrick Mahomes just to, and then retire. Dang. That would be my ideal fucking scenario. Right off into the fucking sunset. Power move. Yeah. Like, hey, hey young gun, like you won yours last year. I'm here. I'm part of the old guard. I hold the record for touchdowns right now and yards, and I'm going to win this real quick. And then the league is yours now, but I'm, I need one more. Just to cement Breeze's legacy as should be in the conversation with, I mean, I guess fucking Grady and the six fucking rings, but <laughs> Drew Breeze holds records. Yeah, so it would just be him like, 
You're only as good as last your last game. Yeah. Guess what the last game we won was? Against Pat the Patrick fi- Mahomes. The, the final Chiefs. one of the season. Right. The Super Bowl. So that would be my ideal. You know, I do kind of hate that concept, though. Just of, like, winning a Super Bowl and then leaving. It's the equivalent of, like, just taking your... You're not running it back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. just... just hey, take... run it back, run it back. Nah, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. Yeah. Hey, fuck you. It's like, yo, we're still playing. Nah, I'm good, man. Hate I hated it. that shit growing up. Hate it. So hate, I get it. Hate that concept. But I love that for Drew Brees because I like Drew Brees, so... Okay. Yeah, that would be it for me. Ah, fun hot route there. That was good. Uh, another another exciting weekend of NFL football, and I think it only gets better from here because games are really starting to fucking matter now. And the matchups, it's like the NFL can foresee it, who the fuck is going to be in runs because you look at some of these games in the next coming weeks, they're games that are going to decide seeding because they're teams that are in the hunt playing each other. It's amazing. Huge. So uh, that's, uh, that's NFL Week 9. Looking forward to Week 10. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Ed. And this has been Almost Agreeable. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch all new episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.